0: Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. So I've talked about oral health or mouth health being important and how to improve that health from the inside out, right? So we talked about the need for appropriate diet, foods that are, again, shown by the work of Dr. Weston A. Price, on traditional diet that supported really good um, development of teeth without the need of, of dentistry or fluoride, for example. And just to summarize, that's you know good quality uh, sources of fat that have the vitamins A, D, E, and K2. A really good source of minerals like sea salt, and uh, those are inorganic minerals, and then also organic minerals from vegetables like celery, for example, has a lot of great um, natural salts in it but so do a lot of other vegetables. And importantly, the absence of what we will call um, fast carbohydrates, so things that turn quickly into sugars in the body like white flour, refined sugars, high fructose corn syrups now being available, and even things like easily accessed sugars from fruit juice. Having fruit juice all the time, that's a lot of fructose that gets quickly absorbed in that can also impact your hormonal balance, which impacts your bone development. I want you to understand that this is not a question of calories and it's not only a question of vitamins and minerals. It's also a question of the right hormonal balance to develop your bones, including your teeth and your pelvis, you know, the shape of your pelvis and your height and the quality and density of your bones has a lot to do with hormonal balance because hormones are the messengers within our body. That's what a hormone is. It's a, it's a messenger, a molecule that is a messenger and it has to travel long distances to relay its message. Okay. So there are messengers uh, in the body hormones that whose job is to direct the bone as to how to grow properly, right? How to follow that original blueprint as closely as possible the dna right how to read the dna as properly as possible to create the best possible outcome of bones um, that was available through the interpretation of that dna and when you have poor hormonal balance those that dna is not properly read and then you start getting the wrong interpretation of how to create those bones and they create weak bones um, bones that are um, crowded or malaligned, like kind of crooked um, and then the quality of the bone itself suffers if you don't have the appropriate building blocks as well, like those vitamins, A, D, E, K, 2, and minerals. Okay? And it's not just calcium, right? You need lots of minerals to create bone, not just calcium, like calcium, magnesium, boron, potassium. There's lots of different minerals that you need, all right? So that's the inside out approach. And I would say that's the most important approach. Um, You know, Dr. Price's research showed in those villages that didn't have dentistry and didn't have fluoride in their water, that they had beautifully straight and perfectly aligned and white teeth with very minimal cavities, like really minimal cavities. Okay. I think that my opinion is that the need to add things like fluoride to our water is arising from the lack of hormonal balance from our diet with those fast carbohydrates and how those fast carbohydrates are causing the insulin hormone to spike, which imbalances all of the other hormones, plus blocks the ability of the body to get its appropriate nutrients in and lacks the nutrients like vitamins A, D, E, K2, not just calcium but magnesium. Did you know that if you don't have enough magnesium, calcium precipitates what does that mean is that if you have if you do a science experiment like in high school they in some high schools you do this experiment where if you put calcium in water and you add magnesium if you have enough magnesium that calcium is um like it's dissolved in the liquid but if you don't have enough magnesium it becomes like um calcified like hard like kind of like a calcium rock And one of the problems as we age is that we get what's called calcification of the arteries. So on the lining of our blood vessels, our arteries, you get calcium deposits forming. And part of that could be because there's not actually enough magnesium. And so the calcium, instead of going through the blood and getting deposited where you want it to be, which is in the bones, it precipitates. It goes from liquid to solid, and it does so in places that you don't want it to be. So this could be one of the reasons why we're having all of these health issues with respect to um, the heart and the blood vessels and not having good bone health. And again, everything is interrelated, right? I could take one disease process like osteoporosis and link it to various other disease processes like cardiovascular disease. They're not isolated in and of themselves. And it's very rare for one person to have just one issue like just osteoporosis. Usually they have that issue with a few other issues okay, that they know of, and then a number of issues that they're not aware of. Now we were going to talk about how do you do oral health from the outside in? Because that's a lot of a, a big focus is like, how do you take care of your teeth? I personally am not a fan of fluoride as the way to take care of our teeth because there is enough research to show that fluoride causes problems inside the body. Is a, uh, fluorine is a, a halide, um, which means that if you look at the um, periodic table and you look at the, line, the, the column that has the, our mineral iodine, iodine is important for thyroid health, very, very crucial for thyroid health. And fluoride is also in that, in that column higher up. Uh, it's, just, it's above the iodine. And what happens is that it's similar enough in structure to be confused by the body as being iodine, and then the body uses it when, when it sees it. But the problem is that um, it's different enough from iodine that when the body uses it, the function uh, goes down. So let's say uh, iodine works 100% all the time when it's used by the thyroid. As I'm just pulling a number just for an example, but iodine, uh, fluoride would, use, would work 30% of the time. So then the thyroid function goes down by 70%. I'm just making those numbers up, but it, the function goes down. And how do we know this? In Europe, an old way to treat hyperthyroidism was to give people fluoride because it would bring down the function of the thyroid. Hyper is too much the function and they would use uh, fluoride to dampen the function of the thyroid and what's interesting is that generally speaking we don't want to dampen the function of the thyroid unless there's a very specific reason to do it so to give everybody fluoride and to potentially affect everybody's uh, thyroid functioning i think is you know robbing peter to pay paul like you're you're fixing one problem and again, remember that that problem, cavities, was caused by preventable conditions like in, uh, inappropriate di- diets. And not so much that people are making inappropriate choices, not consciously. Um, it's that the system has been set up to have those foods in our standard American diet, let's say, which is now becoming like a standard global diet, unfortunately. And so everybody around the world is starting to suffer from this too. The uh, dietary availability of certain foods which is very prevalent i mean i'm just coming into halloween now and it's like i just know i'm gonna have to navigate this with my kids because i mean kids they're just inundated with candy all the time now and um i have to have very very um key practices in place to keep the consumption at a minimum And we just came out of Thanksgiving, and for some reason, people are giving out candy in Thanksgiving now, and I'm thinking, what? (laughs) Thanksgiving is about giving thanks and eating home-cooked foods with your family, and all of a sudden, everything, it's like every occasion now is associated with candy. So it's just, it's prevalent in our culture, right? And so, we have fluoride now is being used as the band-aid solution for the underlying real problem. And this Band-Aid is not harmless. This Band-Aid is potentially harmful on other organs in our body. And another organ that is very um, that uses a lot of iodine are, uh, is the breasts. The breasts use a lot of iodine for breast health. And so that could potentially be affecting the health in our breasts. That is not fully understood yet, but the link has already been made, and so research is progressing in that area. But women are suffering from a lot of Breast disease, right? Not just cancer, but fibrocystic tissues, painful lumps and bumps that get, you know, you know, confused with cancer or or have concerns for cancer. It's causing a lot of stress and anxiety for women, and we do not know yet um, what if what is the link, if any, with um, fluoride. But it is interesting to note that on a very basic chemical physiological level. Fluoride um, blocks and competes for the action of iodine, and it is not as effective in the body. You do not want to substitute iodine with fluoride. Same thing with things like bromide and chlorine. And that's another issue which we'll have to talk about some other time, but chlorine exposure, especially through um, hot water that gets um, um, steamed like vapor, and inhaling that chloride could be very problematic for your um Organs that use iodine, like thyroid. So, I I do not, for those reasons, recommend using um, fluoride um, toothpaste. And I do not, and I do recommend filtering water for things like chlorine and, and fluoride and bromide. Um, you can find bromide products in things like processed bread. So, like the kind of bread that you find on the grocery st- store shelf has certain preservatives that contain that. And also, interestingly enough, um, flavored carbonated beverages can contain those um, types of chemicals that compete with iodine. So I don't recommend drinking flavored carbonated beverages also for that reason. Okay, and there's many other reasons, but that's one of them. What do we do to maintain our teeth health? Well, uh, you know, you get the dietary thing straight and then you want to maintain the, the health of your teeth. And there's some really important things to, to know, first of all. I mentioned before that there's a community of, organ, of tiny little organisms, bacteria and viruses and fungi and all those things living in our mouth, the microbiome of the mouth. And we need to feed them properly and keep them happy and healthy in order for the tissues that they live on, being the teeth and the gums and the tongue, to be happy and healthy too. It's a symbiotic relationship. It's like a community. So you don't want to do things that will kill or strip the microbiome like mouthwash, commercial mouthwash. When you, when you do things with alcohol, for example, and you swish it around in the mouth um, and other preservatives that kill the microbiome, you are basically stripping the integrity of your mouth uh, every time you do that and you're exposing yourself to... Um, other invaders, like other bacteria,s parts of the of like uh, microorganisms that are not meant to be in your mouth, but now have all this room to come in and live there because you've stripped the the natural um, like the good guys have been killed off, so to speak, and then the bad bad guys can move in, and then it's this vicious cycle. Also, those micro, the microbiome is responsible for um, helping keep the um, the. Quality of the lining, like the cells that line the gums, for example, like healthy. And when they're gone, like they're they're, it's like the people who do that work are gone. So that starts to deteriorate as well. So you can get like ulcers and, you know, that kind of stuff. And it can cause inflammation. So when, when the mouth gets inflamed, because it doesn't have the right microbiome living there, you'll see things like redness of the gums. And when you floss your teeth, it'll start to bleed really easily with just flossing your teeth, right, or brushing your teeth. I've talked about what I would avoid, and so now I'll talk about what I would use. So personally, I have one toothpaste brand that I like to use, which I examine for in terms of weird additives and chemicals, and that's the Dr. Bronner's toothpaste, B-R-O-N-N-E-R-S. But I actually make my own toothpaste at home, which consists of equal parts of baking soda and natural sea salt, like Himalayan salt or Celtic sea salt. And that's because um, the baking soda provides what's called an alkaline uh, environment in the mouth. So it's not acidic, which is better for um, the microbiome in the mouth and for not breaking down like the enamel, for example. And the sea salt um, provides the minerals that um, help remineralize your, your, your teeth, like the enamel, like the outside layer of your teeth. It needs minerals to do that. Remember I said that sea salt has as many as 82 minerals. So there's a lot of availability of minerals in sea salt to help um, heal and maintain the quality of your teeth. Some wonderful tooth powders that you can buy from people who understand this science will also contain things like clay. Clay can bind things like toxins and, um, and bacteria. I haven't gotten to that level of sophistication with my own tooth, tooth powder, but you know it's so nice because you never really run out. You always have baking soda and sea salt. And if you go to a, um, a hotel room and you forgot your toothpaste, um, you just call the, lo- the, um, the kitchen and they'll always have baking soda, soda and sea salt and you can get them to take it up to your room and you can make your own tooth powder. It's very, very convenient. And also what's nice is that if my children accidentally swallow it, you know, it's such a small amount, it's not harmful because it's sea salt and baking soda, which um, are quite safe in really tiny amounts like that. The other key is you want to use a very soft bristled toothbrush and you want to brush very, very gently because what you're doing is you're just very gently stimulating the tissues, kind of like a, a little massage. You don't want to go at it aggressively because, again, that will strip down the lining and the microbiome and, and um, cause damage to the gum. And the problem with the bleeding of the gum or like the damage to the gum is that when the bacteria, like your mouth is dirty, it's full of bacteria, no matter what you do, there's going to be some amount of it in there. And if you have any break in the, t- in the lining of the gums, that's an easy portal for that bacteria to get in. And we've shown, like everybody knows this to the point where if you go to get a dental procedure, you need to have antibiotics to protect you because whenever the, bl- the bacteria gets into the bloodstream through the mouth, it can go into the heart and cause a heart infection. And now it's showing that it can also go into the brain and cause problems with the brain. There's like all of these direct connections of the mouth to different organs of the body. And another one that I sometimes saw as a specialist in physical medicine rehabilitation was going into the spinal fluid and causing infections in the spine. So like a spinal abscess, uh, which is like a, a, an infection that gets so bad that you have to go on IV antibiotics, be admitted. And sometimes it would even cause a spinal injury where the spinal cord was so infected that it just became um, non-functioning. And they, they developed a spinal cord injury from a spinal abscess. And I tr- I've treated patients like that as a... Um, um, at one point in my career, I was a specialist um, on the spinal cord injury inpatient ward, and and those were people that we would see occasionally, not frequently, but it did happen. It does happen. So you don't want to be too aggressive. You want to be nice and gentle. And then I looked into Ayurveda as um, uh, because I w- when I traveled, I noticed that there was these people in different countries following these Ayurveda pra- um, practices, and their teeth were just so beautiful, like gorgeous white smiles and you know beautiful teeth and gums and i, w- I was very curious so i'd ask them what they do and so they would do the ayurveda um principles of oil pulling and tongue scraping i'll explain what they are but um when i looked into the research it, it is um has been shown that oil pulling helps improve the quality of your microbiome like the health of your microbiome in your mouth which leads to better mouth health and what that is is you take an oil like coconut oil. And you put it in your mouth, a small amount, and you swish it around your mouth and you kind of pull it in and out of your teeth, like through your teeth, you know, so it kind of goes in and out of your teeth. And after about four minutes to 20 minutes, depending on what you read, some people say that you don't want to do for more than four minutes because what happens is the toxins and the bacteria gets pulled into the oil and then you want to spit it out. And it's actually quite fascinating because if you use an oil like olive oil, which is yellow, when you spit it out, it's white, like it changes color. Because of all of the toxins and the bacteria and things that get pulled out of your mouth and, and fungi and stuff, um, yeast. And so you do that a couple of times if you're doing it for four minutes or once if you're doing it for 10 minutes or more. I like to do it a couple of times for four minutes and you, and you, and you spit it out. And then you get a tongue scraper, which is like a metal U-shaped device. And you put it at the back of your tongue and you drag it forward and you you clean off the what you get off of that. Like it's kind of like a white goopy substance that's basically now coating your tongue because as you swish the oil, it pulls things out of your tongue, which is fascinating actually. And then you scrape it off until there's nothing coming off. Um, and you And now you look at your tongue and it's this beautiful pink, healthy color. Whereas before, if you looked at it, it probably would have Uh, ranging anything from like a little bit of white, yellow or green at the back to like a whole tongue coated with that stuff. And that means you have an overgrowth of a bacteria or a yeast um, inside your mouth and particularly lining your tongue. Um, And that oftentimes is a reflection of the food that you've been eating or, or the drinks that you've been having, like too much alcohol, too much fruit juices, um, um, too much dairy for your constitution, that kind of thing. Right. So Um, I use the oil pulling, I use the tongue scraping and I do floss, but again, um, you want to floss very gently, very carefully to not cause any trauma at the level of the gums. You know, even if you have healthy gums, if you floss too vigorously, you can cut your gums and that can be, um, a portal of entry into the body for those bacteria. And if I want to do a mouthwash, um, I'll, I'll use the same thing for the toothpaste, but I'll put it in water. So a bit of sea salt and baking soda. And you can even put like a drop of peppermint oil, essential oil, like an organic peppermint oil. And that leaves your mouth feeling very fresh, cleansed out. And one really cool trick I learned from Egyptian, um, traditional medicine is you can take cardamom pods. The cardamom is the spice and they come in like little pods and you can just grab a couple, put them in your mouth and chew them gently. And then spit them out and your mouth is just like, wow, this is beautiful, clean, fresh um, feeling in your mouth. And what will happen is over time, if you keep doing this, you'll notice that your gums start to heal up, you know, they're not as red and inflamed um, and your teeth are looking brighter sometimes cavities, but however, for the cavities to reverse themselves, if that's what you want to do uh, with your children, for example, the the diet has to happen. Like you cannot reverse cavities with fluoride. We know that because otherwise we wouldn't have cavity issues that we do with our kids. Like a lot of kids have cavities despite fluoride in the water and the toothpaste. And, um, you can't reverse it by brushing your teeth or flossing your teeth. You have to go from the inside out for that one. But for the outside in, um, what I just taught you is a really great um, routine for your mouth. And for people who have, for example, um, receding gums, that's a really big issue for some people where the gum starts to recede back. Um, There's a bunch of reasons why that could be happening, like the health of your blood vessels internally and that the the, the tissues don't get enough blood flow. Uh, One theory that's out there is um, mercury amalgams. So, you know, um, people who have had cavities and got those cavities filled with mercury fillings, I would say that I'm convinced by the research that's out there that mercury fillings are a problem. There is evidence that when you chew uh, food and you have mercury fillings, that a little bit of mercury is released, um, with that chewing, like a little bit over time. And you could say, well, that's not a problem. I'm sure that's okay. Well, when I worked in the hospital, if, um, at the times when we had those mercury thermometers, if a mercury thermometer broke on the hospital ward, they, they would have to empty out the ward and call in the biohazard specialists to get rid of that mercury because it's considered to be so toxic and dangerous. So I would personally not want to have that kind of material being slowly released into my mouth every time I chew. However, I would not go running to your local dentist to get your mercury amalgams taken out if you hear this what you want to do is you want to find a biological dentist who is trained in mercury removal and you want to ask them what they do. And what you want to hear is that they wear masks and they have special equipment that protect you from the mercury that will probably be released as they remove the amalgam. And if you're someone who's not in good health to begin with, I would actually wait until you build up your your strength and with healthy eating really good conscious supplementation to replenish nutrient deficiencies. If you have any, get your magnesium stores up, like basically get your body really strong because if you do have any mercury exposure, when those mercury amalgams are released, um, you want your body to be strong enough to detoxify it and to deal with it. Right? So in some people who are not in, in good health, I would not recommend removing mercury amalgams. In others, it's a case by case situation, but I myself had mine removed as a child. Um, interestingly, it was for the looks, I had a lot of cavities and when the porcelain enamels came out, um, my dad was like, oh, you know, let's get them for you because it just looks so horrible with those (laughs) metal, you know, I had so many metal fillings as a child. So, um, I do have the porcelain kind, which is more inert. It's not as, you know, it's not going to create that kind of problem in the body like mercury does. Okay. So, um, you, a lot of people have the problem with the recessed gums, and you want to get at the root cause, which is you know diet or toxins or you know deficiencies in your nutrients and blood flow, that kind of thing. But there is uh, there are devices on the market that use light therapy, so red light therapy and blue light therapy, and they're devices that you actually put into your mouth. You can choose to have both red light and blue light, or just red light. And each light does different things. But there are some uh, reports of improvement. Not complete reversal, but improvement in those recessed gums, which is quite amazing, actually. Because um, generally speaking, when people get counselled about their recessed gums, like, and that's when the gum starts climbing up the teeth, like exposing more and more of the tooth. um, The usual conversation is like it's permanent, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, uh, if you want to solve this problem, you have to have surgery to put more tissue, to to add tissue to the gums to cover those teeth, because sometimes it can get so so up so recessed that it, it starts to expose parts of the tooth that are really sensitive. Like you get nerve pains kind of from that tooth being exposed. Um, So, you know, it's really, really empowering, I think. And I'm going to use that word a lot, empowering, because that's what I find is this knowledge is really empowering because if you are having a problem with your dental health or you want to maintain optimal dental health, there is so much that you can do. Um, and you could say, well, why, why are we using things like fluoride in the water and fluoride toothpaste? And I say, well, because it's a very, very myopic view, like a very, very narrow lensed view of a very, very big problem, right? So when you're talking about fluoride in the water and fluoride in the toothpaste, we're not talking about what caused the, the problem in the first place, which is the diet. And we're not talking about the action of fluoride in other parts of the body. Right, like the thyroid thyroid gland and the breasts Um, so this is the problem when we look at um, an issue with one lens and we don't open our vision up to see the whole picture we can end up doing things that appear to have a short term gain but have long term pains associated with it and I think that's what we're seeing in our society to a certain extent
1: Hi everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode just a reminder this podcast is for educational purposes only this podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional this podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services if you are looking for help in your journey it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner if you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode it is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health.